What do we do? A podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning. Hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen. Alongside radio personality, Kyle Bogey. Episode 25 of the What Do We Do podcast. It's Bogey and Dewey here at Great Lakes Wealth. And uh, Dew, it's finally starting to feel like winter a little bit, isn't it? Getting cold at night. You know, we're in the middle of November. This is episode 25. Kyle, are you kidding me? We started back in June. Did you ever think we'd get here? No, and we're just getting started. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We started back in June. It was warm. The uh, state was just opened back up. And now the state might be uh, pausing, if you will, according to what happened the other day with um, the governor and the press conference. So serious issues out there for sure. But, um, you know, the weather's just one of them. It really is. So it's a perfect segue. It's almost as if you've already done 24 episodes of this uh, wonderful podcast. And again, we appreciate everyone downloading, subscribing, sharing, liking, commenting, all of that. Uh, again, as Dewey said, just getting started and uh, looking forward to 2021 and improving and getting even better. But uh, you said it right there. It's been a whirlwind of a year. You know, when we started the, this podcast, things were certainly just kind of very odd. This is just one of those years in the world and in our country specifically where you just don't know what's coming next. And so, you know, as we get towards the end of the year here in Q4, and we start to look ahead to 2021. Thank goodness 2020 is almost over. There are a lot of things that you need to consider and think about from a financial standpoint, from an investing standpoint, and a saving standpoint. So we want to make sure that we hit on all of that here over the final you know, month and a half of 2020. I know you have a lot of info. We're going to do basically the what do we do version of the Sports Center Top 10. But it's going to pertain to end-of-the-year savings. Is that is that kind of a good uh, little tease there? For those that know ESPN, how about... <laughs> Okay, how about that? Anyway, thanks for obliging me there, listeners. Uh, yes, this is going to be the top 10 year-end financial planning checklist items as uh, brought to you by Great Lakes Wealth and What Do We Do? Fair enough. Mm-hmm. And we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll run through that this has been a year like no other, for sure. Uh, started with the global pandemic known as COVID-19. Uh, a sudden shift to a bear market happened in March, right? The fat, the flash crash, if you will. A rapid rebound of markets to all-time highs. This after oil went negative for one day there in April. Follow me there. Crazy. Crazy. And then you had a sudden shift back to all-time highs. Then the U.S. unprecedented U.S. election, right? Tells you that at the end of the day, uh, there's now a race for a vaccine. We talked about last week, uh, Pfizer had one with a 90% efficacy. You were talking to me just a few minutes ago that Moderna now has one with a 94.5% efficacy, right? So we're on the verge of turning the corner as we're turning the page, perhaps, to 2021. Well, it's interesting. Before we get to the list, um, I guess because of everything that's gone on this year, you know, and I know Great Lakes Wealth has a specific plan and this is what you should be thinking about over the final, you know, month and a half or two months, you know, to end every single year. But given the year that we've had, given some of the struggle, given job loss, people maybe displaced, working from home, whatever it is, I guess, does that change the approach here over the next couple of months as we see 
if there's going to be a stimulus stimulus package, if the market's going to rebound, when is the vaccine going to come out? I got to believe some of that plays into how you should approach this final month and a half, so especially for, with the holidays too. For sure, right? So this top 10 list, if you will, these tips are there for everyone, mm-hmm. but you may not need all 10, right? You may only use three. You may use depending seven. Depending on your situation. Depending yeah. on your situation, right? But uh, we're going to tell you the name of them, and this will give the listeners a chance to go get that pad of paper and that pencil, and then we'll dive into each of them briefly. But basically, one will be to review your goals. Two will be review your investments and cash flow. Three will be review your credit and debt. Four will be review your retirement planning. Five will be review your tax situation. Number six will be review your employee benefits. Number seven will be review your insurance. Number eight will be review your charitable planning. Number nine will be review your estate planning. And number 10 will be, will be to review your family planning as you look ahead to 2021. All right, so let's go ahead and I guess just dive right in and get started at the top uh, with, with number one on this list of top ten again. Da na here we go, and we're doing it opposite. Usually, Sports Center does ten, nine, eight, seven. We're we're starting with one again, way beyond my pay grade. Okay, <laughs> I'm uh, the finance guy, not the sports guy, but we're here. Uh, you know, I'm the I, guy that's here to sound like a dummy. We that, both know enough to be dangerous <laughs> in the field that we're not the expert. Okay, but number one is goals, right? Review your goals, and as you've always said, Kyle, a goal without a plan is just a wish, mm-hmm. right? And then you also say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Obviously, we've said that multiple times on here. So goals are very important. And at Great Lakes Wealth, we actually subscribe to what we call goals-based financial planning. So goals are very important when you are starting your plan and then reviewing your plan, and in this case, getting close to the year-end plan. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is this something from a goal standpoint that you are going over with your clients on a, an annual basis and every couple of years basis? I mean, should there be different progress made, I guess, over sev- you know several different years? I guess, how do you go about it? Yes. So we always do a beginning of the year plan, mm-hmm. right? Goal. What are the goals for the year? For sure. So when we get to 2021 in January, I'll uh, let the cat out of the bag. We'll probably do a uh, prepare your plan for the year. Like, let's get your plan off to the right start, right? So that'll be that. And then as you get towards the end of the year, again, when the uh, clock strikes, you know, 1201 on December 31st to January 1st, a lot of the, again, tax situations, a lot of the planning that you can do to uh, minimize some penalties or maximize some opportunities, right? They turn when the calendar page turns. So we really want to get to some of it uh, now because for the listeners out there, some of these items, you need 30, 31 days to uh, let things digest or to, um, you know, cultivate themselves before you can, you know, reinvest or do different things. So we don't want to do this December 15th. Mm -hmm. You definitely want to do it, you know, really no later than the end of November, but we're giving you a couple weeks head start. Is that fair enough? Absolutely. Okay. So again, with goals, you have short-term goals and long-term goals, right? So in 2020, you had some short-term goals when you started the year, and they very well may have changed as we hit the COVID-19 and the volatility. So when we come back and we are now wanting to reassess our goals or reviewing our goals, we want to make sure that we've covered all the top points. And that would be, uh, what were your priorities and have we met them or do we need to address any of them now? Right. So these are just, again, broad-based ideas. Number two, 
Uh, maybe are you prepared for what might be next in the markets or the world around you? If there's another flash crash meltdown, are you ready? What if there's a melt up, right? We talked about now with uh, the Federal Reserve, with the um, Congress and potentially the White House now being set. We might have all us uh, full steam ahead. All systems go for a fantastic uh, start to 2021. So are you prepared for uh, some market volatility uh, you know, in your personal situation? And then again, uh, your spending and your debt, the CARES Act, all these things uh, that have come into play, you want to just do a broad brush review to make sure that uh, your priorities, your goals uh, are you know on your radar as we enter the end of the year. Well, and just real quick, you know, I don't need to you know sit here and shine your shoes or anything like that. But hey. you know, obviously, you want to have specific goals for you know each individual person, client, you know, whatever it may be. But I, I do marvel at you know, the trust that, that people, you know, put into you. You're, you're not a mind reader necessarily. You don't always know exactly what's going to happen and when, but, you know, you've been doing this for a very long time. Clearly, you have an understanding of, you know, where things are headed, things to look out for, Q1, 2, 3, 4, based on what year it is. A lot of planning has to go into that. And obviously, you lean on your experience and your education as well. And that's it. Again, goals-based financial planning means, again, what is your goal? You can have a short-term goal, medium-term goal, mm -hmm. long-term goal. You can have a goal about getting your daughter to college. You can have a goal about getting yourself to retirement, a goal to uh, have the family, when we're allowed to safely get to Disney World, go to Disney World, right? A goal to pay down your debt, retire with no debt. So depending on what the goal is, how you get there will be specific. Specific, and it may not be the same for each of those different ones we discussed. So one of the main things that after you determine your goals or assess where your goals are and um, make sure you're able to look at them you know, with two eyes wide open, then it's review your investments right, and your cash flow. So in a, in a year like this, for sure, you better make sure that with the rebound that we've had, you're prepared for what's next. And Kyle, we talked about this early on in an early episode. You basically have gotten a mulligan this year. You called it a member's bounce right if you look back but we're back, i get a lot of those in the golf course. you know and yeah. the markets are back to an all-time high so again mm -hmm. if what happened in march freaked you out or upset your retirement plan or your financial plan at that time but now you also may say oh wait a second we're just getting started i hear this every week from uh what do we do so <laughs> i don't want to touch a thing well then again you better at least have your um your three to six months of cash for emergencies set aside, right? So please, this is just step number one. Have you met with your financial advisor to review your portfolio and your specific situation? That's stocks, bonds, cash, and alternatives, and your asset allocation mix, right? And then again, what is your target? And should you change your target? Maybe take more risk, maybe take less risk. What happened in March and what happened with the government and some of the um, assistance that they gave and that there may be another round of stimulus coming. But as we always say here also, Kyle, when the facts change, we change our plans. So the facts have changed this year several times. So with all of that, make sure that you are on target for what it is you're trying to accomplish. Okay, so moving on, I guess, to the next thing, uh, unless you, you have any follow-up or anything you want to just you know, tie in, in there. The two final things with investments is, do you have any capital gains or losses that you can take advantage of? The 
buzzword in the industry is harvest your losses. Have you heard this before? I have, yeah. Yes. So guess what? This is a year where some investments doubled and tripled, mm -hmm. and some investments lost half their value. Sure. Right? ExxonMobil went from 100 a share down to under 50 a share. It's about 40 a share. That's a 60% loss, right? You have Amazon going from maybe 2,000 a share to above 3,000 a share. That's a 50 or 60% gain, right? So in the tax planning world, you can sell your losses, wait until 31 days, buy them back, and then you have that loss on the books. So harvesting your losses before year-end in case you had any gains, um, capital gains, whether it's from the markets or something else, you want to offset those as best you can. So look at your losses and or potential capital gains and don't just sell something in the middle of December when you'll have a tax bill due in April. Does that make now, sense? Yeah, for sure. Now, obviously not my area of expertise. That's why you know I'm leaning on you here. But I guess in more detail, why would you do that? Why would you like what you said? Harvest your losses essentially. Yes. Do you get a break, like a break on that essentially? So we'll do some quick math. Let's just say you sold. Uh, you have a million dollar investment portfolio. Oh, okay, you have a million dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And it went up to 1.1 million this year, yeah. right? The market, the Nasdaq's up over 20%. The S&P is now up over 12%. So let's just say you have a portfolio that's up 10% this year. Okay? You're going to get taxed on that 10%. If you, yes. If you, well, no, you're not if you don't sell anything, right? If you just have it paper Fair. on paper, mm -hmm. no transaction has occurred. It's not what we call a realized gain or loss. It's just I mean? in there. Yeah. It's just in there. But during the year, hopefully people are rebalancing, right? When the market dropped in March, you should have bought some stocks. And if you had some bonds, you would have sold your bonds to buy the stocks, right? As the markets moved higher, you might have then rebalanced again in mm -hmm. June or September and sold some stocks to buy some more bonds. So as you're rebalancing, your account will have some realized gains or losses. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so again, we will look at strategies to where even if we like, let's say, energy stocks and they're down, the financials are also down. So if in general, we like some of those investments, but they're down, you can just hold them. Hey, let's just hold them, let it ride, you know, maybe even buy some more, mm -hmm. right? But in the same time, maybe you can sell investment A. And if there's another stock or um, investment that's in the same category that basically has the same metrics behind it, you could sell one, buy the other, you actually have one that's uh, now a loss on the books, okay. and the other one you're starting a new position. But as it goes back up, you don't have to sell it right away, but you have exposure. But you now can realize a loss this year to offset in case you sold, you know, that DraftKings or any of those other mm -hmm. stocks that uh, you and Sully are always talking about. Penn National those Gaming. Home, those home runs <laughs> you guys are always hitting. Woo! You know what I mean? Knock that out of the park. So right. So again. Um, Again, consult your tax professional for what your tax situation you know will look as a result. But with your financial team, you can absolutely uh, harvest losses is what it's called. And if you have a bunch of... Uh, losers on the books and winners on the books, like let's say 50-50, and you want to let your winners run, you can sell your losses and you can use and harvest those losses for future years. You can realize, if I'm not mistaken, $3,000 a year is what you can actually realize. But let's just say on that million dollar portfolio, you had 200,000 of losses and you sold all those losses, you can't write off $200,000 know, in this tax year. You could only write off $3,000 in this year, but the 197 will carry forward. So let's say sure. next year you have $400,000 in gains and you have 197,000 in losses from way back in that 2020. Now you only have 203,000 of gains. So again, this is an ongoing thing. Again, talk to your tax professional. Sure. They should have um, you know an ongoing uh, 
record of where you stand. Mm-hmm. But that's very important. And then the final one on this category of investments for this podcast would be mutual funds. If you happen to own mutual funds in a non-qualified account, do you you know do you know what a non-qualified account? What does that mean, Kyle? I, I'll, I'll be honest, I have no idea. Okay, well again, another another podcast from another day. But you have investments <laughs> that are either qualified or non-qualified. Okay, a qualified account is your retirement account. It's okay. qualified from in, uh, taxation, if you will. So your Roth IRA, your 401k, 403b, mm-hmm. anything that's uh, retirement related is called qualified. Okay, So it's exempt from taxes, if you will, until you withdraw. But anything that's non-qualified, Okay, which is your normal everyday type of investment account that you might pull money out of, put money in, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. That, um, if it has mutual funds, a lot of mutual funds, they do buying and selling during the year. So they have the same issue we just talked about. They might have their own gains on the books, and it's a mutual fund, you with a bunch of other investors. So in a qualified account, it doesn't matter because there's no taxes for the buying and the selling. In a non-qualified account, the mutual funds have these things that are usually in November to December called capital gain distributions. And they also have some income distributions that uh, no matter how long you've held the mutual fund, you may have to uh, bear part of that tax. Um, There's also uh, a little bit of that with ETFs, exchange traded funds, not quite so much. So again, talk to your financial professional, but you'd really hate to have bought a mutual fund in July of this year. And then in December, that mutual fund is paying a short-term capital gain. Mm -hmm. And you didn't realize all the gains, but you have to help pay the tax bill. So again, research it online for more details. Sure. Talk to your financial professional. As we always say, hit our website. I was going to say, yeah, greatlakeswealth.us. Great yeah. We have hundreds of calculators and informational um, you know, snippets, if you will, that can explain these in more detail. Well, and this is why you, you seek out a, a financial advisor as well. well Kyle, I, I need like a translator for this. Kyle, right I, I mean, do get fired up on this. It's stuff. awesome. Again, it's a ton I, of information. You know, I'm, you know, and I'm, uh, I don't I'm know. learning we, as we go here. It's, uh, it's not complicated to me. It's just a lot of work to make yeah. sure that you uh, get to it. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. So the third one is your credit and your debt. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Credit and debt. So with credit, make sure that you are uh, in a situation that you've evaluated the most favorable rates and terms that you can. We talked about this back in June. Refinance mm-hmm. your debt yep. right, and make sure that you are taking advantage of these all-time low interest rates. Right. Refinance your house. Take care of any um, outsized bad debt. Consolidate. Right. Words like that. Um, if you're using credit cards... Maybe you're not using as much as you were. A lot of people that traveled had cards with points when they traveled and they're not using as many or they're consolidating. Check those cards. If they have an annual um, fee to hold them, maybe you close them, right? Maybe you don't need to um, have five credit cards, right? So evaluate your own specific situation with that and just make sure that you have uh, consolidated everything and are fully aware of any large balances on a credit card for some reason you forgot. Please make sure you address that. Very, very important. And then also maybe do a credit check. Do an annual credit check. Make sure that uh, no one's got in there, and uh, you know, play it a little, um, you know, funny with your uh, credit. It's very important. <laughs> Anything else that you want to add to, to the, you know, check your your status on your credit. Make sure you're looking at your debt, or do you want to just move on? Move on. All right, let's move do it. on. Let's keep going. Okay, podcast listeners, we're moving on to number four. <laughs> okay, so number four is retirement planning. This is a big one for sure, right? 2020 for retirement planning for retirees, Kyle, 
was known as an RMD holiday. Are you familiar with RMD and what that is? RMD. I'm not. RMD. Required Minimum Distribution. Have you heard of this? I don't think I have. Okay. Well, when you... Uh, Should I have? You, well, no. It well, okay. well, yeah, depends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you turn 72, okay. you're required by law, and they call it a required minimum distribution, okay. RMD. You're required to take a certain amount out of your retirement accounts. And again, just to make sure you're paying attention, and for all you podcast listeners, I just said that retirement accounts are known as what? Qualified. Qualified accounts. accounts. Ding, ding, ding. Ring that bell. (laughs) Sully's over there standing up. You can't stop cheering for you. You got it right. Fantastic. So with um, required minimum distributions, every year you have to take money out, and the theory is that one day you're going to pass away. I know it's tough to believe, mm-hmm. but we're going to pass away. And you're so the, kidding. No, I'm telling you. Wow. Um, and the government wants some of the money you've saved to be paid to them in taxes. You know, can't just squirrel it away, right? So, um, again, it's part of how you, yeah. you pay back for all the programs that are out there and all the debt that we have as a, as a society. But this year, COVID-19 and the CARES Act, RMDs were suspended. So if you don't want to take your required minimum, you don't have to. At no penalty. At no penalty. Right. If you're supposed to take out, I don't know, twenty thousand dollars out of your retirement account because of your age for the RMD, again, take that out in the tax world, let's say, I don't know, thirty percent tax, you have to pay six thousand bucks in taxes, right? You get fourteen, the Uncle Sam gets the six, everyone moves on. Well in this case, if you don't need the 16 or 14 or 20, leave it in there, right? So Uncle Sam won't you know, have the same uh, tax revenue coming in. So a lot of the planning that's gone on, this has been in effect all year. So just make sure um, if you haven't taken your RMD yet and you don't need it, then maybe, again, consider not taking it. So that's a way you can um, you know, save a small bundle or a big bundle depending on, on your situation. Make sense? Absolutely. So okay. we're about, what, halfway through now of the Great Lakes Wealth year-end planning strategies let's move on to number five let's move on i feel like a game show host a little bit as well number five that's your tax situation are you kidding this is probably the big one maybe i should have put it first maybe it should be 10th (laughs) but smack dab in the middle is the tax situation and one of the biggest reasons that this would be important is the two candidates who ran for president of the united states had very different objectives on how to move forward taxing Americans. Are you familiar? Mm-hmm. You better be. We talked about of it all episode, episode right? 16. Yeah. We've done it a few episodes. Yes. So with the changes in D.C. that may be happening, whether it's in the White House or in Congress or both, they definitely have to propose some laws, change some laws, vote, and it has to happen. But if you believe that rates may be going up, which is what um, – uh, President-elect Biden said would happen to those that are at the uh, upper end of the economic, um, you know, ladder, if you will, making over four hundred thousand dollars a year. I believe is what specifically it'll be. Right. So there's some that say that again, depending on the, the makeup of Congress, that he won't have such an easy uh, road to change, uh, you know, the current tax, uh, you know, situation. All that to say, you need to take a, a look at your personal situation. Talk again to your tax advisor, your financial advisor, and make sure that if rates are going to go up, maybe as we just talked about with selling and harvesting losses or realizing some gains, maybe you want to do that in 2020. Because maybe by the end of 2021, rates will be higher. You don't know. I mean, we don't know. So again, 
we can uh, opine, we can think through, we can plan. There's that word again, plan. Mm -hmm. So just some ideas with taxes. Um, depending on what it is, you could do a full or partial Roth conversion as well. I won't get in the weeds on all that stuff, but talk to your advisor about uh, taking a traditional IRA and converting it to a Roth IRA. Um, if you have capital loss carry forwards, those, those harvested, you might want to Again, take advantage of those or leave them on the books and uh, use them against next year's potential higher cap gains rate. You have stock options that will expire in the next few years. You might want to accelerate the exercising to this calendar year, again, because you, you don't know what might be happening with uh, taxes. So again, the final bow on taxes is talk to your tax professional one more time before year end. Make some sense. You want to save yourself some money if you can. I mean, that's really what it boils down to, you know? Totally understand that. Every little bit can go a long Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Right? Pennies to dollars, my friend. Number six, employee benefits. Do you have any employees and any benefits? Uh, we we do, actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, again, they have a benefit of working for you and with you. I'll tell you that one right there. <laughs> How's that sound, right? So employee benefits, are you taking advantage of your employer contribution? Have you maxed out your 401k, 403b, or IRA contributions for the year? Make sure you review your allocation. Are you happy with your current breakdown of stocks, bonds, cash, other assets? Maybe you need to rebalance. Take advantage and see what's going on. Again, as we just mentioned, have you reviewed your corporate stock options? Very important. Review your health, life, and disability insurance coverage. Do you need to make any changes during open enrollment, which is typically between November and December 15th? Mm -hmm. Fair enough. And then are your beneficiaries up to date? This is a big, big deal. So again, take a look at your 401k, your 403b, and all of your other qualified accounts through your employer and your other benefits and make sure that you have a strategy for this year, but also heading into 2021. Now, from what I understand, and it's very little that I know about, you know, retirement and putting money away and investing and all of that, but there is, you know, you said, it, make sure you've reached the as much as you can possibly save essentially for that calendar year. Does that fluctuate on a year to year basis? That's a great question. And it does, it can go usually up, but uh, they just announced the numbers for next year, and they're the same as the numbers for this year. So, like six thousand dollars. Uh, it's six thousand for an IRA contribution. Oh, that's what it was. Yep, okay. and seven thousand for age fifty and above. Right. Dude, so uh, I should be the one giving the advice. I'm, I'm all over you, it. I'm telling Come you. On. I'm going to go get some paperwork and open an account right now. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Let me handle. Yep. Your four hundred one. How about this, smarty guy, smarty <laughs> pants? Um, the maximum four hundred one k contribution is what? If, maximum four hundred one k twenty thousand dollars. Oh, eighteen thousand so, dollars. Well, which is it? 18. Which is it? $18,000. So close with the Oh, first come on. The, it's $19,500. Oh, Don't forget the $500. $19,500 is a maximum contribution. And if you're 50 and over, you can go up to $26,000. Right? So, again, if you're 50 and over, please, it's called a catch up provision. Take full advantage of, of your catch up provision, right? Um, and Can't then, I that. yes. And then, if you're on the other extreme, and you talked about this at the very beginning, what about those that are having issues this year? What about those that they can't contribute to anything? Are you kidding mm -hmm. me? They can't even like pay their mortgage right now. And we're very serious about understanding the hardships that are out there, right? Well, in this case, with the CARES Act, you can take up to one hundred thousand dollars out of your IRA or employee-sponsored retirement plan if. You've had a hardship due to the coronavirus or any related activities thereof, right? So if you need to take money out and you don't, 
you know, know how or where you should, at least out of your IRAs and 401ks, if you're under age 59 and a half, you won't have to pay the traditional penalty. That's a big, big deal. For sure. No, that's huge. Yeah. So with that, as I'll say one more time, please talk to your financial professional for more details on um, you know, your employee benefits. Number seven. Do you remember what it was? I don't. Number seven is insurance. Oh, boy. Insurance. This is a big deal. I'm telling you, policies, coverage, and premiums. Are you kidding me? It's re- it's a scam is oh, what it is. Well, it's a tough deal. if you're you got to have it. If you're in the insurance business. Yeah, it's a I good mean, business to be in. I'll say that. So everyone needs it. So we might make yeah. a little fun, but seriously. Of you, course. Right? Obviously. So with that. You hate paying it until you need it. Until you need it. Yes. That's such a big deal. Yeah. It's so true. So, so true. Uh, with your insurance, please review your existing policies and coverage. And is the current coverage sufficient? Right? Again, talk to your insurance agent. Now, don't let him or her just sell you some other add-ons you don't need. But in general, make sure that your coverage is the same. If your house has gone up in value, you might need to add more on your homeowners. If you have a different car and you forgot to let someone know that you sold it, you know, all those things. So just make sure that your policies are sufficient for what your current situation is. One thing that is actually really common, too, if you refinance, making sure that those companies are interacting with and sending that to your insurance company to take care of those premiums, you know, the insurance policy or whatever it may be, because sometimes that communication gets lost in the weeds and then, you know, you could be out, maybe you don't have the policy for a couple of weeks, whatever it may be. It's more common than people think. Absolutely. We see that all the time here at Great Lakes Wealth. So please, that's a fantastic, you know what, I'm going to get you a uh, young apprentice hat and you're going to come on and walk around with me all day long. I'm all over this. That's fantastic. Give me a little blow up. Booyah. Come on now. That's fantastic. (laughs) So again, back to insurance. Um, Are your beneficiaries up to date, right? Again, a lot of times things change. Who is going to get it if something happens to you or whatever the situation is? Just make sure that you have your benefit beneficiaries up to date. This should be done across all of your investments, not just insurance, and it should be done on an annual basis, if not as soon as some, um, you know, something happens. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are enrolled in an FSA or HSA, uh, make sure that you have used your FSA funds, and if your HSA is there, make sure you've maxed it out. So we won't yep. get into details of that today, but just make sure that for the HSA, if you if you need to know, uh, $3,550 for individuals and $7,100 for families, um, and then an additional $1,000 if you're over age 55. Mm. Those are, again, something you can put away um, for additional benefit for uh, future Well, the HSA needs. carries over into the next year. The FSA goes away if you don't My use man, it. My man, this is account. the bogey hey, show. Hey, Booyah. come on now, man. Again, two the of the wheelhouse That's right fantastic. <laughs> and the HSAs typically, again, they don't have to sit in the cash balance. You can invest them. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great Most way to Most people don't know that either. Most people don't know that. So that's fantastic. And that would be kind of a wrap-up on number seven, which was insurance. Hey, guys, it's Bogey. I want to take a second to talk to you about Dewey Steffen and his excellent team, at Great Lakes Wealth. Look, do you feel overwhelmed with managing your assets in today's financial world? I mean, think about the times that we're in here in 2020. Do you want financial freedom? Great Lakes Wealth offers Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. They sit down with you to develop custom financial solutions utilizing all of your assets, even your 401k. We build the future you want based on your goals and your dreams. That is what Great Lakes Wealth is all about thinking about you thinking about your family and thinking about your future simply go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today they offer better investments better service and a feedback guarantee okay a feedback guarantee your road to financial freedom starts at greatlakeswealth.us 
please visit greatlakeswealth.us or simply give Great Lakes Wealth a call today. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Move on to number eight. Podcast listeners, get that pen and paper, turn the page. Number eight is estate planning. Estate planning. This isn't going to be my, my wheelhouse. No one wants already. to talk yeah. about this. No one wants to talk about estate planning, but it's so important. Okay, uh, 2020 has been a devastating year for loss of life. Every year is a devastating year for loss of life, but I don't know what in recent memory compares to 2020, right? And this pandemic is not over, okay? That being said, Kyle, did you know that 1.3 million people from around the world have died from COVID-19 this year? Is that unbelievable? Well, and, you know, honestly, not to be Debbie Downers here and, uh, you know, make it all sad, but... You know, of all of those people, you know, when it comes to funerals and being able to properly pay your respects and, you know, do that in person, you know, where you want to go to a funeral, you want to go to a viewing and, and make sure that you cope with it. Uh, that, to me, is one of the harder parts where people are dying alone. You know, you're, you're not able to attend a funeral, potentially maybe not having a service at all. You know, you, it just that, that makes it really difficult as well. It does. Right. And on top of that, I want to tell you that COVID-19 is actually only the number three cause of death in 2020. Do you believe that? I don't. No. So number one, which we know in most years, we just kind of don't have on the mind this year. What would you say the number one cause of death in uh, society is this year? Cancer. That's close. That's actually number two. Okay. Number one would be violence. <laughs> heart disease. Okay. Uh, of course. Heart yes. disease. So again, stop the fast food. Stop the junk food. Let's get back to. Well, and I, I mean, how about this exercise as much as humanly exercise. possible? I mean, gyms were closed for how long? Gyms are still, you know, they only have so many people in there. If you can do random exercises inside of your house, maybe buy a one Peloton something. Make sure that you're you're working out and doing what you can. Yes. So again, estate planning deals with making sure that your investments and your life's work mm -hmm. will go to the people or places that you want and your legacy can live on when you're not able to be there to uh, live alongside in that situation. Fair enough. Sure. So with that, make sure your estate plan is up to date. Okay. Whether it's a will, whether it's a trust, again, talk to an estate planning attorney, hit our website, greatlakeswealth.us. There's a lot of things on there, but please make sure that you have some form of a estate plan um, on the books, if you will. Um, have you shared your essential documents with the people you've asked to help with your estate? So again, have these family meetings. Um, again, it's not the best topic in the world, but it's very important, right? Um, are your trusts funded? If you have a trust or have multiple trusts, are they funded? Are your beneficiary designations up to date? Again, same thing, right? Make sure you understand all of that. And then on that same category for the estate planning is, do you want to do any charitable giving before year end? It's very important. Do you recommend a certain age for, for estate planning and specifically having a legitimate plan? Is, it, is there a certain amount of money, age, you know, that, that could play a factor at all or no? 
Is it just dependent upon each individual? I think case? as soon as you're 18 or 21, you should at least have a very a common will for sure, and you should have some medical directives. So I think it starts that young, and then if sure. you have a child, please make sure that you have that for sure. And then as you get older and have more things, please make sure that um, you're taking full advantage and being proactive about all that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also with um, uh, estate planning, besides the charitable giving, do you want or have any annual exclusions that you want to give? Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, annual yeah. exclusions. You're familiar with what that means? Well, no, 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 not okay. specifically. No, okay. I was trying to throw <laughs> fastball right by him. <laughs> I told you this is not my yeah, real no, house no, no. Here. So I was uh, all about six and seven. So you know? an yeah. annual uh-huh. exclusion means that you can give up to fifteen thousand dollars away. You can take fifteen thousand from your pile, okay. and give it to another person outside of your family, immediate tax family, if you will, and they don't have to claim it as uh, income. A income, right? Okay. So it's a federally yeah. tax-free gift. So again, a very good strategy. If you ha- have the ability to distribute and not have um, taxes paid on some of your uh, sure. gifts to those that are important to you, right? And so that kind of does wrap it up for the estate planning piece. Um, the next one, and we might have gone out of order in terms of eight versus nine, but the next one, number nine in this case, would be charitable planning. Okay, so charitable planning, number nine. Charitable planning, it's a little bit different this year, primarily due to the CARES Act. So take full advantage. Listen close, podcast listeners. YouTube watchers, listen close. Number nine, you can still do a qualified charitable contribution from IRAs, even if you're over 70 and a half, up to $100,000. I'm not going to get in the weeds on it, but make sure you talk to your tax person about a qualified charitable contribution, a QCD, okay, from IRAs if you're over age 70 and a half. And you may want to give cash to charities this year because you can deduct up to 100% of your AGI. This is only because of the CARES Act this year. Cash donations to charities, you can deduct the whole 100%, which is, again, special for 2020. And make sure you review any donor-advised fund-appreciated securities, as well as uh, with the cash flow in your donor-advised funds for making gifts. Do a review of that with your tax professional, as well as your financial planning person. Fair enough? Absolutely. Okay. And that's on charitable planning number nine. Now, drum roll for number 10. This is the fun one for me. All right, let's go. Let's look ahead to 2021. Okay. We always say be proactive and be ready to go. Okay. So number 10, year-end planning doesn't have to take a lot of time. And it can actually be fun to discuss as a family, okay? The small steps that you take now, whether it be enriching your life, enriching your family, or your community, will make huge results later, okay? Take the necessary time. You'll get the necessary reward. With that, do you have any final questions for me, Kyle? I I, I don't think so, honestly. Uh, A great episode 25 here. We have... About a month and a half until uh, we can finally throw away 2020 and never look back or ever think about it again, hopefully, and we can move on to 2021. Great stuff there. And again, you can go to greatlakeswealth.us to get all of that information, reach out to your financial advisor, and find out some more information. When the year turns, there's no going back. Great Lakes Wealth, what do we do? We're just getting started. 
The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.